The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's 902-1OMG with Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. Mm. Hello, welcome to another episode of 9021OMG. It's me, Jenny. And me, Tori. Yep. We're here together, our uh, second episode back together, and we're still minus our co-host. So today we have uh, a very exciting co-host in the house. We have a boast, a boy co-host. Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a boast named Bob Guinea. Hi. 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 Hi, ladies. What do we owe this honor to? What are you doing here? You're you're so busy. How did you have the time to come and fill in for sis with us? For the two of you? Are you kidding me? I was so excited when they called me. I was so fired. We... Guys, we have so many uh, people in common. It's crazy. We do. We have we have the six degrees of separation, or what is it called? Seven degrees from Kevin Bacon. Oh, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> six degrees of Bob Guinea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, seven degrees. What is it? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Actually, Jenny, it's kind of funny. So the, the Shaffies are great friends of ah. ours, Amir and Allison. Yep, and um, I absolutely love them. Like the funniest couple alive. Oh, they're and the best. Then, yeah, and then to- and of course, Tori. I, I think you know we have so many people in common too, but I actually have a really funny story I want to share with you guys. I hope it doesn't scare you. So uh, my wife, uh, of course, uh, as was everyone, a huge fan or as is everyone, my wife's dad, I just heard this story for the first time today and I started laughing so hard that I was like, oh my God, this is so crazy. So he runs into Tori at, and this is many, many years ago. Um, my wife was in like sixth grade at the time. 
and uh, he runs into Tori at uh, the Long Beach flea um, market. Flea market. Oh my God! Do you remember this story? I no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so some creeper walks up to you and is basically like, "Oh my God, my daughter's the biggest fan of yours. You're her favorite character on the show, and we live less than a mile away from here. Would you?" <laughs> Come over to our house and meet my daughter. <laughs> I guess the look on your face was priceless from what I understand. And you were like, um, no, I don't think I can do that. And he was like, I'll, 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 you know, you make a lot of money. I'll, I'll give you money. And she was like, you know, you money? Yeah, Tori, how much like, is he going to give you? I don't know, but it was, he said it was like a lot, like a thousand dollars. This is like the creepiest story I've ever heard. Is there a good I, ending to this story, Bob? No. Well, it, there is because you were very, very sweet. So you're like, I'm not going to go to your house, weird man. But uh, he said- I did not say you, the weird. You didn't say the weird man part, of course. And he actually had a business card and you signed it to his daughter, my my wife. And uh, when uh, it was her birth, or not her birthday, it was some type of holiday coming up. And so he gave it to her as like a present and she went bananas and was so excited and but when I heard this story, I'm like, oh, my God, only my father-in-law would be the guy that would think it was OK, you know, because he's literally not he doesn't think things through all the time. You know, it's kind of a, a strength <laughs> and a weakness of his. Me either. And one of two, th I'm surprised one that I didn't actually because I was scared to say no and wanted to people please actually go with him. I'm, so, I'm shocked Th to hear that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Very mm -hmm. smart, though. I didn't because who knows? He could have <laughs> yeah. been anyone. Yeah. Yes. Instead of off, why didn't he just have her come there if he lived a mile away? I, I guess, I don't know, maybe because she was so young. Or, I have no idea. I have no idea that part of the story. Things we need to ask so your wife. Funny. I'm, I'm going to have to ask her. Yeah. So the last time I saw you, we were uh, at an event and yes. you were with your ex-wife. Yeah, Rebecca. Yeah. So I met you and Rebecca at the same time. Yes. And we yeah, had a, where, I was with my ex-husband. Yeah, you're yeah. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Was this Derby? Were we at Derby? That's where, where we? we were. Yeah, yeah I couldn't, I I couldn't remember where. where. We were. Yeah. And we had a great time. I you guys were so time. great. Yeah. We had a really yeah. fun time with you. Well, they you. weren't that great because they're divorced now. So And me too. So like we moved on <laughs> yeah. bigger and better pastures. There and you, you have two kids you have two kids now? I have two kids now. Yeah, two little boys. I have a two and a half year old and a, and a two and a half month old. Wow. So, so I waited until I was 50 to have kids. It's a really smart thing to do. I'd recommend it to all of your listeners. How do you look <laughs> like a baby child with your he, feet? How, oh how, my God. how old are you? You said you're 50, you're 52, 50? Uh, 50 years old. I, I turned 50 May 8th. Wow. Yeah. So you're a Taurus like me. Yeah, yeah, we're both Taurus. Yeah, so we'll all get 16. along. Two Tauruses and an Aries. It works. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, you good. don't look fifty. Mm -hmm. No. And she ca she called you a baby man. And you also look a little bit like a priest today with the your the what you're oh. wearing. I keep thinking maybe you're a priest, and I didn't get that note. <laughs> no, you didn't get the memo. <laughs> yeah, a priest with two kids. That would be kind of. Oh well, you know. you know. But uh. Oh my God. No, you know it's it's. Are you embarrassing? You're embarrassing him right now. <laughs> and and you know no. what's so great about this is I know that he had a crush on you. Me? This is true. Come on. Yes, yes. Jennifer Eve. He had a crush on you. Yeah. He had a crush on Kelly, maybe. Well, that would be you. She nope. Jenny Garth was my big crush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. Aww. True story. 
Oh, that's yeah. nice. That makes me feel good. Oh, your childhood crush just called you a baby man and a priest. That's awesome. <laughs> Let's go for a third. <laughs> I love it. It's a perfect combo of characteristics. Yeah. I love it. I'll take it. Yeah. We're <laughs> happy. We're happy. We're happy that you're here yeah. with us. You, you've come a long Thank way, you. Bob Guinea. You started on The Bachelor. No, yeah. you started on The Bachelorette. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, Trista's season of The Bachelorette. Trista's yeah. season, the best season ever. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And then now, and then you went on to be The Bachelor. Yep, I was the bachelor right after that, but it was the way it spaced out was it went Trista, then Andrew Firestone, then me. Mm. So I was the fourth, the fourth bachelor. But uh yeah, I was the first wow. like uh lovable loser that came <laughs> off of uh one of the seasons previous. Trista was the first, of course, but then I was the first guy lovable loser. Wait, is I guess, that like that the title of- that they gave you, or did you just make that up? <laughs> <laughs> I made that up, but norm- normally I would say like the rejects, you know, for the previous season. <laughs> but you know, everyone's so PC these days. I don't you want to. You were so was, lovable and funny on that show, though. I like, had everyone so much fun. rooted for oh, you. Yeah. Well, look who's laughing now. Well, you know what's so fun about that was that we none of us knew what we were doing. So you know, the the first season of The Bachelor had aired, but it wasn't really a a huge hit. So like people hadn't really, a lot of people hadn't seen it, at least a lot, not a lot of guys. And um, when they called us for that show, like I, I didn't submit a demo tape or anything. I literally got a call out of the blue and um, I had had like reconstructive knee surgery and Achilles surgery back to back. I put on like 25 pounds and was never heavier in my life. Then all of a sudden I land on a TV show that I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. And I realize I'm there for comedic relief on night one guys, you know, doing the laundry on their abs in the back room. And I come, you know, I'm the portly guy and I come strolling in and uh, I was just like, this is, this is hilarious. And so I had a great time and um, all the guys got along really well. Like we legitimately were, were buddies and, uh, and we didn't really understand that we were supposed to not like each other. You know, it wasn't part of the element of the show yet. So, uh, and I'm so glad that it wasn't because to this day, like a couple of those guys I'm still buddies with and, you know, when our paths cross, it's actually kind of great, you know? So, um, but yeah, Trista was the awesome. guy Trista didn't choose the runner up, Charlie, Charlie. Charlie I thought he it was came down so to hot. Charlie. Oh yeah. You know, he's a, he's a May 8th guy. He, he, he and I share a birthday. Really? So, uh, yeah. He's a great, What's he's his a last great name? guy. Maher still buddies to this day. And, and such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He's, he, uh, I think he spent like a year right after the show as like a host on extra or something. And then just realized it wasn't for him. And he took off to Scottsdale and he's been there ever since. Wait, how did, what did, what show did you think you were doing? This is so interesting to me because we, we never get to ask like questions like this behind the scenes Yeah, of such a popular show. They were like, Hey, do you want to do a dating show? Well, we knew what it was. We just didn't know, like, like, you know, up until that okay. point, it had only been um, the male leads with the, with the female contestants. Okay. And so they were all very, you know, th- those seasons, if you remember those early seasons, I mean, everyone's hyperventilating. They're calling ambulances, you know, it was bananas. And so now you got a bunch of guys on there and they're just sort of like, uh, Hey, you know, <laughs> how you doing? And I no drama. <laughs> none. I yeah. Trista got so, uh, so not annoyed with me, but it was like, she, I knew the producers kind of had to put her up to it, but you know, I'm out playing basketball and she comes up to pick up someone for a date and it's not me. And so, uh, I'm shooting hoops or whatever. And she comes out and I see the camera crew come down. I'm like, uh Oh, you know, cause they don't, they love to do the ambush thing. And so I'm like, here they come. They must be doing something. We must be doing something wrong. And uh, so she comes out and she's like, are you guys not coming up to say goodbye? And uh, I'm like, well, we're playing basketball. And she's like, 
okay, um, I'm going on a date. And we're like, yeah, with another guy. Have fun. See you guys when you get back. <laughs> and uh, didn't know that that was a bad thing to do. And then, you know, she would come home from the dates and I would have everybody pretty, you know, sloshed and playing drinking games because we were so bored. You know, we weren't allowed to do anything. And so, uh, you know, it was, she had a speech with me one night and, you know, I love her to death and we still remain such great friends, but she's like, you know, I go on dates with other guys and I come back and they're in bed or they're reading the Bible. And, uh, I go on a date with you and they're all like passed out on the couch and you're cleaning beer cans off the roof. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what I'm doing. Sounds like a good was, time. You know, right? Yeah. I just try and have fun in the moment and not take it too seriously. And, you know, it was a lot of fun though. How much alcohol did they su- supply you guys with? Like, is it, a ton? Well, yeah. It, well, back then, I'm sure it's changed since then. But uh, back then when it was so new, I mean, and I was kind of like, for whatever reason, I was the guy that they came to day one when we move into this palatial pad. And they're like, what do you guys want to eat and drink? You know, I'm saying, well, uh, why don't we do some burgers and maybe some ribs for the grill? And, you know, how about for drinks? Well, we'll do like, you know, half gallon of this, half gallon of that. I'm not kidding you guys. The drinks were there in five minutes. The food didn't come until you know, 8 p.m., but it was noon and the drinks were flowing. They wanted to get you liquored up. Exactly, because I think they knew that it would lower your ambitions and possibly get some people's aggro tendencies to pop out, but it didn't really work out that way with us. Mm. Well, you, I mean, you don't need that show. You've gone on to do so many great things since then. It's like, Ah, what a fun launch for your career, but like, did you ever think you would end up doing what you do now? No, you know, I didn't honestly, I didn't know that the show would even be a launch pad for anything, frankly, at the time. And so, you know, uh, and I don't know that it necessarily would have been had it not been that Oprah thought I was funny and she and Gail were watching our that season of Trista's, you know, they loved Trista. And so they, uh, Oprah would have me as like her man on the street and I'd be cooking with, the, you know, her chef and Art Smith and all this, doing all this fun stuff. And that's just sort of what took it, I think, next level for a while there and gave me all those opportunities. But you know, it was definitely one of those moments where, you know, my brother-in-law said it best at the time. He's like, if you would have planned this, if you would have had like this design on how to get this happening, it would have never happened. He's like, the fact that you dumbed your way into it is the reason why it worked. And that's the lesson there today, people. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it sure is. Can you tell us about your band, Fat Amy? I'm obsessed with that name. So. Yeah, Fat Amy. Um, so that was that was my first job in entertainment, I guess. I signed a deal right out of college. Um wow. And uh, we started touring and we opened for, we were on a, a label called Aware Records at the time, which Aware Records launched, I mean, Vertical Horizon, Matchbox 20, Hootie and the Blowfish, you know, you name it, all came off of this, a lot of these compilation albums that this guy named uh, Greg, Latimer, Greg Latterman would do. And he would go around and put all these bands on these labels. And um, we were one of the lucky ones. So we got to open for all those guys. And to this day, it's like a fun party trick when I know that Darius Rucker is going to be somewhere and, you know, I'll just come rolling by and he'll be like, whatever, Bachelor Bob, we can't be buddies anymore. You know, and no one ever believes I know him because I'm I'm too embarrassed to tell them that, you know, because he might not remember me. So I just always just go, hey, Darius. But, um, you know, it was a lot of fun. It was like a lifetime ago. And that's that's sort of you don't still do it. No, you know, now I now I do it with band from TV. So now we have the band that um, Greg Grunberg started, Greg, who was on Heroes Mm -hmm. and Alias and all that. You know, Greg um, brought myself, um, Hugh Laurie, James Denton, um, Scott Grimes, uh, Jesse Spencer. He brought us all together and we formed this band. That's that, a, a um, great lineup right there. Oh, Whoa. yeah. It, we do all corporate events and then we 
give the proceeds to charity. So we've been doing that for almost 10 years now. And that's been a lot of fun. That sounds it's a like lot, of, fun. lot more. Uh, and it's all cover songs. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure. Well, if you, you know, need, need just, two cute, like backup dancers were available. Uh, we definitely do. We definitely do. I would love to have you guys do that. It'd be a blast. Well, we're so glad you're <laughs> with us today. We're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the episode this week. Hey, everyone. So as you can imagine, we know a thing or two about makeup. We've pretty much tried it all. And we are really liking Thrive Cosmetics because they have a full line of makeup perfect for an everyday look refresh. They have clean ingredients that feel great on your skin and their products are foolproof, which makes it easy for any skill level to apply. And it's really cool to know that Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Oh, I love that connection. See that? Plus, how cool is it that their uh, high-performance formulas are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free? Amazing. And they have zero parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. I really believe when it comes to makeup, beautiful eyebrows are so important, don't you think? Their Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. And their easy-to-use waterproof pencil holds like a wax and blends like a powder. Ooh la la. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash 90210. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash 90210 for 10% off your first order. Is there ever really a way to thank your mom for everything she does? My mom is my best friend, my rock. I have learned so much from her through the years. Her wisdom has helped shape me and I love celebrating her, especially on Mother's Day. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. And since she deserves the best, send her the best there is. When it comes to flowers, send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. I love that Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farm, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, you guys. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick the delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to your mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code 90210 for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code 90210, books.com, promo code 90210. Want to temporarily restore definition in your jawline where it's been lost over time? With Juvederm Volux. XC, you can get a non-surgical jawline treatment that adds volume for a smooth contour and to reduce the appearance of jowls in one in-office treatment with little downtime. Juvederm Volux XC injectable gel is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D 
erm.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. With the weather getting warmer, finally, it is time for a wardrobe refresh. And when I want to update my style without breaking the bank, I turn to Quince. They offer premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. And washable silk tops, timeless 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I use the hoop earrings I ordered from Quince all the time. And basically live in the slippers that I ordered on their website. The prices and quality are so worth it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash 90210 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash 90210 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash 90210. Is there ever really a way to thank your mom for everything she does? My mom is my best friend, my rock. I have learned so much from her through the years. Her wisdom has helped shape me and I love celebrating her, especially on Mother's Day. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. And since she deserves the best, send her the best there is. When it comes to flowers, send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. I love that Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, you guys. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick the delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to your mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code 90210 for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code 90210, books.com, promo code 90210. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast, I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. 
the war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so Bob, you read, I mean, you read, you watched this week's episode, right? Yes, of course. The, the pit, pit and the, the pendulum. pendulum. Okay, I, I wasn't very excited about just watching this episode at all because of the title. I don't know why. Same. It just didn't do anything it's for me. heavy. It's like Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe or something. Pit like and the Pendulum. Really? All right. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it. Season two, episode 24, The Pit and the Pendulum, aired on March 19th, 1992. Synopsis, Brenda and Brandon take opposite sides after learning Jim's new client plans a multi-million dollar development that would absorb the peach pit. Directed by Daniel Adias. Written by Larry and Paul Barber. So this episode was, uh, it was kind of like uh, Brandon's, you know, once again, Brandon's world's colliding. He has to face a choice between the pretty girl and the peach pit in this one. There's always yes. a pretty girl. It's always a pretty girl. Always a pretty girl on that show. This, there, yeah. we, sometimes we talk if there's an A, B, or C storyline. This was all A. It was just all yeah. squished together. There was no, yeah. yeah. 
Nobody else had no Brenda Dillon drama. There was no Kelly, no Donna. Like we were just kind of all there for the Peach Pit storyline. Party fillers. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It felt the David whole didn't even make a, a David didn't even show up until like the last two minutes of this one. He had the week off. I think. <laughs> yeah. He came running in <laughs> hot though to like give his message. He did. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the show opened up on some crit, you know, like historical shots of like uh the old Hollywood, I guess, when the Peach Pit first opened, pictures of the the man's Chinese theater and um what else? Capitol Records, the Hollywood yeah. sign when it said Holly, Hollywood Land. Yes. I wonder if people know that. Probably not. I only know it from the movie Hollywood Land. That's the only reason I know it. Like, do you remember that movie? I think yeah. Ben Affleck in that movie. And I remember that I remember it from that movie, but I don't think I would have ever known that either. What's the story yeah. of why the land went away? Like, did someone steal it? You know how the people used to try to steal the land? just knocked it down. <laughs> now it just yeah, Hollywood. Just pushed it over. And it kind of stuck. Put it back up. Yeah. I think it works better, in my opinion, as Hollywood and not Hollywood land. Yes. What do you guys think? Agreed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. A little long. I wonder what that story is. If anyone knows that story, let us know. But it was, you could tell something was looming. There was like a little bit of a of energy in the opening of this. Nat was, Nat was on edge. The guys were, yep. you know, doing what guys do, playing with the dishes, I guess. That's what they do. I mean, were they playing like air hockey on yeah. the bar? Is yeah. that, that I think it yeah. was, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also think that it was cool to get to see like the back of the peach pit, like the office area. I always love when mm -hmm. we went behind the counter or behind the wall and saw like the real workings of the peach pit. So <laughs> dingy. So dingy. The belly of the beast. But Willie had Willie, the cook, the chef guy. This was this was a big episode because for you know, those that don't know, like he was considered more of like a background actor. He never had any lines really on the show. And in this episode, if I'm not mistaken, this was one of the first episodes where he had speaking lines. I think you're right. Yeah. 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 So he and went he from being you know, a really important background actor on the show. I mean, he was always in the episodes, probably making, you know, I don't know, back in the day, I think as a background actor, you probably made $125 a day, something around that. And yep, yep. Willie wanted a raise at the Peach Pit, but he got a raise on 90210. <laughs> he got some <laughs> for sure. speaking he got lines. Paid. Yeah, you, he went for, he went up to like five hundred dollars a day at that time for having. And we lines. had Nadine. Awesome. I saw Nadine. Nadine, they're all everybody. She's showed our waitress. Up for, like those two ended up going on and being with us the whole rest of the time, mm -hmm. right? Was that no. a working grill at the Peach Pit? Like, did that, yes. did that grill actually get fired up? Like, I don't know. It, it did. I remember <laughs> the smell. I don't, that's the only, I can just remember the smell unless they piped that in. I don't know. Like the smell of burning meat will uh, forever yeah. stick in my mind. Linger. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> oh, oh but I, You know what? Watching Joey Tata do not just like the fun Nat stuff, but doing the drama. We always talk about how we love watching Joey do yeah. more serious acting because he's so good. Yeah. He's very believable. Mm -hmm. Like you're watching that episode and it's, you know, your heart's kind of breaking for him. I, I mean, I don't, I don't remember. And I, I swear I watched every episode of 902 growing up, but I don't remember this episode necessarily. So I was kind of like, oh, it's a twist. You know, what's going on? I couldn't really remember. Did you watch from the very beginning of the show or did you? Just yeah. kind of jump around. Yeah, I did. What was your watching ritual? Like, how'd you watch the I, show? I, yeah. 
I remember it, it as like a Wednesday. I think it was a Wednesday night show, wasn't it? Or Thursday mm-hmm. night. Show. I remember it being like destination viewing, which I don't think exists anymore. You know, it's like the way that it did uh, when we were all growing up, because we're all the same age. So, like, I feel like it was one of those things that you know, I, there were nights when you had certain shows that you watched, and you just knew what you were going to be doing, and you know, and and that was always the way it was for me with nine hundred two one zero. So I was shocked when I saw this episode and missed it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. This one. This was kind of a dark episode, honestly. Mm-hmm. It was like like, episodes like this don't excite us, <laughs> but this one, this one did keep you. It kept your attention. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know. Everybody was so invested in it. And, yeah. And the introducing of like the teen advisory board, it, it of course held at the Walsh's house where all the important meetings take place <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon's running would. late. And then there he meets the lovely uh, Marcy, I think was her name. Yeah. Marcy. Marcy, Marcy had some, some hair. That she did. Beautiful hair. To the perm. Yeah. This wow. was um, Liz Vassy. She went on to work. She's still working. This is an mm-hmm. actress who's never stopped working since this, this show, which she is She was amazing. good at it, too. She was great. Yeah, I thought she was really good. Yeah. And I they, like the storyline. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it seems like relevant. I think that's the one thing that the writers always did such a good job on your show was, you know, they always really kind of, I mean, obviously there was always the couple drama and stuff like that, but when they were tackling some bigger issues, you know, like expansion and you know modernization and all that kind of stuff, it always kind of rang a bell because you know it, we were going through it at that time, right? That was a time when you know malls were becoming big deals and you know some of the, the bigger types of things like that, and you were losing some of the small and more charming things, uh, you know, about a town. And I mean, it's kind of true, right? So it's like Still we all happening. relate to that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Still happening everywhere. I have a question. So there was a scene where you, Kelly, (laughs) was where Kelly was um, going around with the teen survey and she was checking off what everyone wanted. And Steve wanted a virtual reality something was virtual reality back 30 years ago. No, I was thinking the same thing because I was like, like geez, Steve's cutting edge to know like yeah. what the future is going to be. V- virtual reality. He wanted a virtual reality arcade or something. Yeah. And a Ferrari dealership or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Didn't he say? Yeah. <laughs> and a coffee house. Do you think the the writers were just like, let's create something that's non-existent? Or was there like a hint of that somewhere in the 90s? I'm I mean, there must have been. There must have. They must have known. Yeah. Or there maybe was, they predicted the future. Or maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah. the Barber brothers were innovative. I think that that's groundbreaking. what we should go with, since we already yeah. said that they were the directors of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just just kidding. We're told by our producer that virtual reality technology was invented in 1957. Oh, my God. Oh, what? We are so stupid. Who knew? I think we've got to start doing our homework. <laughs> Wait, but do you remember in the 90s doing anything? Was, no. was there like laser tag? No. Was that virtual? Re- what do you... Not even yet. Lazy? I, don't I mean, in the 90s, I, I don't remember, but I mean, video games were still really archaic compared to, you know, compared to now. I mean, was it like Pong? Kind of crazy. Pong still? No, yeah. no. <laughs> wait, there was more Pong, than Pong. <laughs> Atari with the joystick. Yeah. <laughs> but the term virtual reality was coined later in 1987. But still, yeah, Frogger was it for me at the time. So mm, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Donkey Kong. You yes. Know, all those good ones. Those are good. <sighs> So the 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 gang goes to um to Marcy's sorority house, which is so curious to me because I don't understand this concept that the show always seems to tap on, which is college age kids going for high school kids, like wanting right. 
that doesn't really, I, I don't know why. That wasn't my experience. <laughs> no, it was usually the other way around, wasn't it? Yeah. Like totally. high schoolers wanted to, you know, be with a college age person. Yeah. But I don't know. Anyway, they go to the sorority house to um, hang out with Marcy. And I, I just love that scene because that's, um, well, they're all wearing blue, which was kind of cute. But I thought it was. We love our jewel tones. Yeah. Well, it was cool to see uh, <laughs> one of Donna Martin's hidden talents. Popcorn tossing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just Donna Martin's talent. It's Tori's ta- talent. She's notoriously good at throwing food in people's mouths. I literally forgot till you brought that up. Really? Yeah. It, remember, like, I used to instantly. do it on set. You you and Luke used to do that constantly. You would throw grapes like, look, in his look, mouth. Look. Yeah, and he'd get farther and further away. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. I couldn't do that now with my eyes, but... No, you were really good Would you just give it, it like a, a little loft or was it, was there a special approach to it? Because I'm terrible. No, I was just good at getting in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was good at catching it too because he, I don't yeah, know, you yeah. guys would go for like 10, 11, 12. I was always worried you were going to like choke him to death because, you know, sometimes when you throw a grape in someone's mouth, you can really can kill him. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good thing. He was good Joking at catching, hazard. though. I forgot about that. I'm yeah, so glad he brought really that up. Oh my up. god, that made me so happy to see it. And then it was confusing too when Marcy says, "Come with me, Brandon. I want to show you something." And she takes him into a room. Was that at the sorority house, full of miniature mock-up buildings? Oh, that was right. weird. Why yeah. would it? Or did be she the take him to her house? house where they had a giant room full of? Maybe well, it must have been houses. that, but was there uh, a segue? Was there an <laughs> there was exterior nothing. shot? Nothing, nothing explained that transition. Wow. Yeah, I was thinking, okay, here we go. Like they're gonna like go make out or something. And so, you and know, they as did. they're going upstairs, yeah, and they did. It, I guess houses and mini models really excited her. Turned her on. Yep. Yeah, but it was kind of weird. It's like I, you know, I lived in a frat house in college, and I can <laughs> tell you that there are no rooms like that. That are that clean. Good and to know. have that kind of space. Yeah. That Just was my hunch. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It wasn't a typical Brandon kiss, though. What do you, what do you it mean? It seemed a little grown up. I feel like he didn't, he didn't eat her face. Eat her face off? No, no. <laughs> did, did they not get along or something? I don't know the backstory. I don't know, but it was like a good, like, open mouth situation. Was it? Mm-hmm. But it, he didn't, you're right. He didn't eat her face like he normally does. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember thinking the same thing. That? Oh, yeah. I remember thinking the same thing because after they kissed, she still had her, her like um, spice colored <laughs> lip liner perfectly like, applied, not a smudge to be seen. Yeah, and I know so that you knew that's not that's not what happens after you kiss Brandon <laughs> Walsh. Your makeup's a mess. <laughs> that's so funny. Behind the scenes, people, you're welcome. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I mean, Brandon really puts it on the line, though. He goes toe to toe with his dad over this. This obviously he's very passionate about saving the peach pit. I mean, he loves Nat. He works there, and all his friends go there and hang out. And mm-hmm. you know, but to go like I thought his dad's response was a little like when when they came out of the meeting. You know, when when uh, Brandon like stood up in the meeting and spoke, and the dad kind of pulls him out of the meeting. And I thought the dad's first of all, it was kind of interesting because. It was very echoey in there. I don't know if they were like in a hallway, you know, like in a stairwell. I noticed the but same thing. But it was thing. aggressive. 
It was like it wasn't even like oh, yeah. under like you weren't even going like, dude, are you kidding me? I it was know. more like he just going. Hot. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, you no. did. She has a crush on him. I love it when Jim gets fired up. <laughs> yeah. He seems like such a nice guy. Everything I've ever seen him in, he was like that. Is there ever really a way to thank your mom for everything she does? My mom is my best friend, my rock. I have learned so much from her through the years. Her wisdom has helped shape me and I love celebrating her, especially on Mother's Day. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. And since she deserves the best, send her the best there is. When it comes to flowers, send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. I love that Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farm. So they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, you guys. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick the delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to your mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code 90210 for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code 90210, books.com, promo code 90210. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes 
I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know what I was thinking when I was watching that, when when I was watching the echoey scene where they were fighting outside the thing? I was thinking, remember how Jim, Jim, (laughs) his name's Jim Walsh, sorry. How Jim always used to get like a little sweaty area right here. Like, (laughs) Everything else was perfect, but he would, ooh, yeah. sorry, he would get yeah. sweat right there. Yep. And just made, right in the crease? Yep. You saw it in this? No, but I wanted to. Oh. <laughs> and you would have licked it. Lick that sweat oh, off. Oh, man. <laughs> That's love. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I would, I could understand Brandon's point of view, but I couldn't understand how he was so like abrasive and like confrontational about it with his with his dad you know and just felt a little weird i thought andrea i thought it was going to happen that somebody had to stick up for the teens and have a different point of view and i thought andrea was going to be the one to do it it's always andrea yeah i was gonna say squeaky wheel yeah Yeah, she's always the one making noise and i feel like he could have spoken to her and she could have done it so he wouldn't have had to be so aggressive and make his dad look bad Mm mm-hmm but no, that's not that's not Brandon's style. No. Nope. Got to nope. stand up for what's right. When Brenda's the voice of reason, okay, shouldn't you rethink everything? Listen, in those moments, when she said, <laughs> when she said, I don't know what the line was, but she said something about when she was like, uh, "Your morals when you stand up on your moral." I was like, "Is that really she's saying that?" Yeah, because she's the one that's yeah. usually got an issue with something based on morals. You know, like yes, right. So, but it was interesting to see she was supporting her dad, which I thought was really sweet. It was. I like that. That was nice. It's good. That was technically the B storyline, I guess, right? Brenda. Yeah. Brent, I don't know if there had to be one. Yeah. If there had to be one, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, it was an important message for the, for the kids of uh, the that world. That was a nice message. I thought that was a great message, actually. Because it all came full circle, right? I mean, yeah. I don't want to skip too far ahead, but. Oh, yeah. no, it's fine. We're yeah, done. I love that it came full circle. Peach Pit saved. Done. Thank God the Peach Pit was saved. You know what I thought fans were probably super psyched about is to see how the Mega Burger was made. You think? I that was. That was actually nice. I mean, was it any different than any other burger being made? Yes. Thanks to Marilyn Monroe, it has an Swiss added cheese. piece of Swiss cheese. Oh, yes. apparently Marilyn yeah. Monroe likes Swiss cheese. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Mm-hmm. I liked I hearing the, the backstory of like Natalie Wood, Montgomery Cliff, like he was saying all the Hollywood stars that are had passed but had been there as part of the Peach Pit. And I thought yeah. that was cool. It would have been such yeah. a shame to just knock it down for the Highline building or whatever it was called. Highline? Yep. I don't know. 
Wow. Yeah. Do you think there was a, a mega burger sauce? Because I, I was hoping to hear about the sauce and mm. get the secret ingredients, but we didn't hear about no it. No sauce. So. Mm-mm. Just plain. You know what the peach pit kind of reminds me of? Have you guys ever been to the, there's like a little cafe, little breakfast place that's hooked onto a hotel. Um, Gosh, I, I, I literally, I knew the name of it five seconds ago and all of a sudden it slipped my mind. But the inside of it, they're all old school booths and it's literally like kind of a, not, a little bit more of a seedy area of Hollywood. Did they just close it? It's the one, Jen, it's the one like all actors go to. Like Yes. Like when yeah, before I, auditions, it's like near like Burbank, but it's still Hollywood. Um, yeah, you know it. Uh, the 101 the something. The 101 Cafe. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. I love yeah, that place. Yeah. I always think of that place like it's kind of like the Peach Pit. It closed? You know what I mean? Because I think it closed. Yeah. I think it just closed. No. I think so. That was the best place yeah. to go. Like when you've been out all night and you need to eat before you went home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you needed yeah, some carbs to soak up. Yeah. yeah. That was a good place. Awesome breakfast. Uh huh. Maybe it didn't close, but I think it did. So wait, you remember when Brandon says to to, he comes in and he says, "I just went on a bike ride from Beverly Hills to the beach." Mm -hmm. He says, "I I took San Vicente to down to the beach," which I don't think San Vicente goes from Beverly Hills to the beach, but okay. (laughs) But I, how long do you think that ride would take? A long time. He would have been sweaty. He came in dry as a bone wearing. Yeah, he went there and back, right? Yeah. Okay, the two of you with continuity, match made in heaven. Okay. <laughs> I looked it up, you guys. I mapped it out. I wanted to know how long it would take to ride my bike from Beverly Hills to the beach. It yeah. only took 45 minutes. That's it? That's it. To get to the and beach. And back. And then back. So 90 minutes. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. Wow. I mean, I'm saying it's doable. It's doable. Even we could we could probably do that ride. You could do it. I don't know yeah. if I could. <laughs> I could sit on the back of your bike if you rode it. I could Uber beside you guys. And talk to you. <laughs> Another fun thing was that um, he also says in the episode, he holds up the peach pit menu and he says, this is going to be a collector's item one day. And I thought, yeah. how do you know? Cause it probably, it probably is a collector's item. I looked it up on eBay. There's no peach pit menus available, but there were peach pit shirts available signed peach pit shirt. What's the, what's the greatest thing or the, or the, most awesome thing that either one of you may have walked away from the show with that. Cause I mean, after doing that many episodes for that many years, such an iconic show, you had to have something that you were like, I'm going to take this. Well, right? they finally was- unlocked the doors and let her out of the building. I think she just got in her car and went home. She was excited. <laughs> I they, like, out of there. <laughs> it was like freedom, like free Brittany. It was like free Jenny. And she just walked free out. Jenny. Stop. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I'm uh, kidding. People ask us that all the time. Like, what do we, what little things that we take? We weren't the best at thinking ahead. I don't think about that. The yeah. only thing that I still have to this day and, and covet is Kelly Taylor's cowboy boots. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, and That's I wear them one. now, and I—they make me feel so happy. I don't know why, but they do. That's awesome. Because it's part of your history, your journey. I love that you have That's those. It. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a pair of peach pit glasses, but I don't know where they are. Peach pit glasses? Oh, like the drinking glasses? I thought you meant like eyeglasses. Like, but I don't think they were real because they said peach pit. So I don't. I don't think our glasses there no. actually said peach pit now. So they weren't real. Yeah. I don't know why I had those. Okay. Anyway, and then I did take home David and Donna's like wedding glasses. They said David and Donna props gave them to me. Aww. But again, I don't know oh, where those are in storage. Cool. I know. Yeah. I know. You know, that's really you know what cool. else I wanted to talk about before we, we stop talking about the show? Um, well, two more things. One was 
did it ever dawn on Brandon that maybe Nat wanted to sell the business and move to like, you know, yeah. Miami or something and have an actual life where he didn't make burgers for people every day? That impression, yeah. But wh- what was lowballing? Yeah. Like, what do you think he was offered? You're the real estate. You know real estate, Bob. What do you? Man, I don't know for a place like that. On, what was the, it was like I on mean, Doheny or what? what? Yeah. In 1991, 92? I mean, it would have had to have been, you know, high high five figures, low six figures if it was a low ball, right? So maybe $100,000. I don't know. I don't know. It had to be it's, more than that. I don't think I mean, so. But it's a low ball. Yeah. And he took the first offer. Well, I when he, he took, took that offer. offer, I was like, yes, go live your life, Nat. I was I was actually yeah. excited for him. And I could see him like in his little sport sports outfit, drinking an, a drink with an umbrella in it, you know, like I wanted that for Nat. And then Brandon <laughs> ruined it. Well, Brandon, Brandon didn't ruin it. it. He did come in, though, attitudinal. He, I thought Brandon was like kind attitudinal. of attitudinal, rubbing That's his my... nose in it a little bit. Super cocky, like, right? Yeah, give Matt a break. Jeez, he was he was mind effing him right there. He That's was. What that was total mind up at the end. Trying that to... is yep. Hollywood royalty. He should have been able to be the captain on Gilligan's Island. Like, oh, that'd have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. The other thing too that I was thinking behind the scenes was, Tor, do you remember? The blinds on the doors that go in and out of the mm-hmm, peach pit, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. swinging doors, right? Yes. Do you just remember? I remember vividly what a pain in the ass those blinds were because they weren't like la- like hooked down. So every time you would open one of the swinging doors, they would fling <laughs> and no- make noise and then ruin everybody's yeah, dialogue. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you get stuck in them, like part of your clothes would get caught in them every <laughs> single time. And I, I just remember what a nightmare they were. And they're, oh you see gosh. them all the time. They're super featured in this one too. And then we had to use them when we recreated the Peach Pit in BH90210. We had those same damn blinds. They didn't go to a more contemporary Sound look friendly, perhaps? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. They just wow. clankety clank clank, swing swung, every all the noises. <laughs> I, I just remember them. we used to like we had so many scenes where we had to enter the peach pit <laughs> and we'd be standing out and it was a tiny little space because it was the set and it went to nothing out there. So it was just your set. And you'd be standing right there, like waiting to open the doors, and we'd always be goofing around and touching and like and they'd be like shh. shh yeah. Shh. Moving the blinds, making noise with the blinds before yeah. we even came in. Looking around with each other. Yep. Oops, like <laughs> yeah, waiting for action. Then you'd hear like slowly, like action, action. I hated That's those funny. blinds. I, I have blind PTSD from that. I think <laughs> I remember on the on the BH Two episode when uh, Brandon, no, Jay, I don't know how. I can't remember how it worked, but Jason had a fantasy or something about Kelly coming in in a negligee, and then she sure do. Then she was pregnant or something. Anyway, I just remember having to work with those blinds again at my age now and thinking, ah, <laughs> the blinds. That's what That's gave crazy. you PTSD in that scene? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm trying to imagine it right now. Yes. <laughs> well, let's take a break, you guys, and come back and talk fashion and line and, and, yes. and play a little fun game, okay? Is there ever really a way to thank your mom for everything she does? My mom is my best friend, my rock, 
I have learned so much from her through the years. Her wisdom has helped shape me and I love celebrating her, especially on Mother's Day. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. And since she deserves the best, send her the best there is. When it comes to flowers, send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. I love that Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, you guys. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick the delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to your mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code 90210 for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code 90210, books.com, promo code 90210. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast, I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, you guys, we are back and we're going to do a little fashion for you. A fashion was, hmm. I liked it. It was, okay, but you will like this. It was like jewel tones. Like it wasn't just the blue in the party. There was like deep, deep red, like garnet mm-hmm. colors. Br- Brandon's jacket was deep red. I remember that jacket. So it made me yep. think like, were they trying to go for deeper, darker colors? Usually we're in like bright, bright colors. I don't know. Because it was like a heavy episode. Maybe. Maybe. There was lots of suit jackets happening. There was one time when I thought Brandon was wearing like that button-down shirt. I vividly remember him wearing this shirt, too. It had like little paisley designs all over it. It was like Mm -hmm, just a mm button-down shirt. And he had like his little necklace and he looked super sexy in it. Uh, I remember I I thought I saw him wearing it in the school. And then he the next day he was wearing the same shirt. Oh, yeah. I know. Actually, I noticed that too. We must be the continuity king and queen <laughs> because I noticed that as well. We are. And I was like, interesting. Bob, I can't Bob. Brandon will win. Okay. Oh, okay. You, tell him. Tell did, him. Did your you thing. notice any booms? In, any I did not. Booms and It's shot? her thing. Um, no. People are super annoyed by my thing, but this is my thing. No, they love it. I love it. How many do you think? How many times do you think the boom dipped into the show? Oh. Here's how different we are. I didn't see one. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go a low number because I feel like I would I would have at least <laughs> this isn't the prices right five I'm gonna say five hmm. price nope. is wrong Bob <laughs> only one today sorry to disappoint you only one <laughs> <laughs> you know good. I will watch the show and, and it'll be like almost over and I'll think oh my god I haven't seen the boom yet I, please make it happen because it, it makes me so happy to see the boom if I go a whole episode without seeing it I'm disappointed wow I'm glad you got one <laughs> yeah thanks. Wait, can we talk about Cindy's pride blouse? Pride blouse? You yes. yes. It was very color blocky. It was. It was rainbow. So I'm gonna go with pride. She I was know. ahead of her time. She was. And she yeah. would have she would have donned a pride blouse for sure. Yeah. What did you have? Did you did you like any of the fashion moments, Bob? Yeah, I like the red jacket at the blue party. I thought that was pretty a loud statement. And then mm-hmm. he did it again at the meeting. Why do you think but he did I the always, red jacket at the blue party? Did he not get the blue? He did did he not know about the blue theme? He did. He, he chose not. Color. Yeah. Oh, yes. He wanted yeah. to stand yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I, I did notice he had the same shirt on a couple days there. Uh, the same jacket. Too. Okay. I was always looking for uh, David's like jazz caps. Do you remember those like back in the day? They, those caps that those like almost like painters caps that were like multicolored. <laughs> I do. Now that you bring it up. <laughs> He's on the front end of the hip hop. That white, know? that black and white shirt he came in didn't excite you at all. That bounced off oh me too. Gosh. I like the that diamonds. Was it like yeah. Harley Quinn mixed with like. <laughs> Harley Quinn. It totally was. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know. It's so funny because he, he like jumps into the scene, like all fired up about his talk show. And then he comes right up behind you and you guys are boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. But yeah, it, I like, could tell, like you look at him, you give him like side eye, like what the f- are you wearing? 
<laughs> it made me laugh. That side eye could have been for any reason that day. Who knows <laughs> Who what knows? he what was happening that day. Yeah. If he was annoying me or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't have any real huge fashion. I mean, the blue outfits were cute, I guess. They weren't really that exciting. But uh, the only thing that really excited me was Brenda's big giant hair bow. Oh, yeah. featured a oh, lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did have a big hair bow. Yeah, it was then. like well, it was one of those bows where you can't not look at it. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Definitely a style from back in the day, though. You wouldn't really. Maybe you'd see it more today again. I yeah. guess. But everything's back now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cindy looked really good in that red uh, suit with the white trim. She's a pretty lady. She's so foxy. Mm-hmm. What about best line from the show? 9021, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just like saying that. I love that. Actually, you know, I had a line that stuck with me and I, it actually got me emotional. I think it's because my dad just passed away not too long ago. And so I Sorry. Uh, went, uh, thank you. And he was talking to Brandon and he's like, you know, well, your grandfather would have been proud, you know? And mm-hmm. that one, I know, I mean, that wasn't really on the the list of lines that, you know, maybe something that resonated with you, but for some reason that really resonated with me. And I was just like, Whoop! and I got kind of choked mm-hmm. up. My wife came in and laughed at me, but it was like, you know, I literally was like, you don't know what, I, what they, they just said. It really was touching, you know, but it was one of those moments where, you know, I thought that was, that was one of those things that spoke to me as to why, you know, I always loved the show too, was that, you know, there really was moments where things that people really would say to each other that you would hope they'd say to you. I hope, you know, I always loved when my dad would say that kind of stuff to me. So I, that line was one that really stuck with me. Today. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that's a good point. Like there are lots of people out there who watch the show for different reasons, whatever it was in different ways that they connected to the show or the characters or stories or whatever. But it's interesting yeah. to hear that for you. There's yeah. something for everyone. Touching. There's something for everyone. And even even those yeah. people that didn't have like a father that would say something like that to them, they wanted to have that that dad, that Jim Walsh, somebody saying something like that to them. So that's probably yeah. connected them too. Everyone yeah. wanted a Jim Walsh. Anna yeah. Cindy Absolutely. Walsh. Oh, the Walshes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you have a favorite line? I did, but I feel like it's your line. So I feel bad saying it. And I feel like it's going to be yours, but it was college girl her clock is ticking <laughs> oh yeah that was awesome but i can't deliver it can you deliver it please because it's no. she said you know, that girl was a works fast she works fast her clock's ticking but, <sighs> yes. but yeah that was a good one but i liked also um brenda says um <laughs> she says to brandon brandon i know i like nat too i mean he even made a milkshake named after me yeah that was funny. <laughs> that's so Brenda. Yeah. Right? I was like, oh, that's deep. <laughs> the Brenda. She really cares about so Nat. So superficial. <laughs> yeah. That is a good one. And I like something Nat said. Was it schlocky? No, he was like that. Uh, oh, I, I right. forget what he was referring to, but it, the word he came up with was such an old school, like. Yeah. I don't, remember what, I don't remember what it was, but I remember hearing it too. Definitely. Yeah. Well, should we play our. Um, horrifying game with We're Bob. Put Ganey. you in the hot spot, Bob. She loves what is it? To do oh, the this. hot spot. Yeah, I love this kind of stuff. Okay. Oh, great. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you know, one more thing I wanted to point out. I love John Engel being in that episode. I got to know him 
years later from, you know, the daytime stuff. And he played Marcy's dad or not Marcy, the, he played the developer's dad. Dick, he, Dixon uh, St. Clair. Yes. Dixon, and I loved John Engel. And I, when I saw him, that brought back a rush of memories for me too. Hmm. He's, He's like one of those man. faces that you've seen a million times. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He always kind of reminded me of Anthony Hopkins in a weird way. You know? It must have been the white hair. Yeah, I think it was probably. You know. <laughs> Didn't Anthony Hopkins used to have white hair? Yeah, I only I don't know if he has. Still does, like a little. He's still, yeah, a little yeah. frog fur up there. He doesn't need hair anymore. No. <laughs> no. When you're Anthony Hopkins, you just don't need hair. It's true. <laughs> okay, play the game, play the game. Okay. okay. Rapid fire game, Bob. Okay, I'm ready. Here we go. Favorite character. And we're not precious about anything. Character. Okay. Uh, favorite character had to be Kelly. Really? I thought you would have said like yeah. Dylan or Brandon or. No, the guys. no. I, I would say Kelly because she was, I was like, she was my crush. So <laughs> I, I have to go with Kelly. Oh, yep. Thanks. Favorite Bob. cast member. <laughs> and we are precious about this. Yeah. So better get well, right. It would have to be, I think it's tied. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'd have to go okay. Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. On this okay. Perfect. Sure. Smart man. Yeah, no question. <laughs> So you were team Kelly and Dylan, I'm guessing. Maybe, maybe no, not. So maybe not. Oh, here sorry. was my problem. Spoiler. So mm-hmm. see, I'm I'm so not a bad boy that it that I, I even though I loved Dylan, you know, like I I I thought he was super cool. I was always kind of team Brandon because mm. I just kind of more related to Brandon, you know. So yeah, and then I always thought I always thought Brandon and Kelly ended up together until I found out that they didn't, which was mind blowing to me. But uh yeah, I was always team Brandon, actually. But I always really liked Dylan. And That's I actually loved, I loved Luke Perry, by the way, in Riverdale. So good. Loved him in that. Yeah. That's great. So, Such a great role for him. Awesome. But that's how, yeah. uh, that's how it kind of works. Like, I'm married to a, um, a Brandon now. Like, I would have yeah. to say, I'm not married to a Dylan. But right. in my experience, like, usually guys that are Brandons are more the nice guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't think favorably of the bad boys. <laughs> I I don't think unfavorably of them. I just I just don't understand them. You know, so like I understand a Brandon. I understand a guy who comes home to make sure his parents are happy to let him know he's home by midnight. Why cause them grief? You know, whereas Dylan would have been out till four. You know, but is it okay <laughs> to have a Brandon with like a hint of an edge of a Dylan? Would that be the perfect world? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the dream. I think that's definitely okay. Yeah. That's a What's dream that? come true. That's the dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it sounds like, Bob, like you're a good husband. Like you want you want to be do right by your wife and make her happy. I do. And don't want to, yeah. you know, disrespect her or whatever, or, you know, make her nervous that you're not coming home, whatever it is. Right. Yeah, I try to, I try to do all those things. Not always succeeding at the, uh, you know. He's looking, he's looking away. Yeah. What's happening? Oh, Eye contact is everything. You oh, kind no, of did, you, you got a little shifty there in your. I just um, had my ooh. notes for the rapid fire game. Oh, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I was looking, I just glanced at them to go. This isn't one of those questions. questions. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jen, ask that question again. Uh, are you a good husband? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I like to think that I am. Yes. We'd have to ask her. I think you might be. Is she there? <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's with the kids, though. That would get loud. That would get very loud. Okay, next time. Okay. Next question. Uh, kiss, Mary, kick to the curb. Okay, I got this one. Character. 
you kiss Kelly, you marry Donna, and you kick Brendan to the curb. You are you. He thought that through. He did. I really that, did. Yeah. I thought about it. Those are because solid Donna answers. Likes, Donna likes the nice guys, right? Mm-hmm. Kelly ended up with the bad boy. So, and then Brenda, you know, was just annoying on the show sometimes. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you kick her to the curb. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, there you go. And what do you do for, what do you do with Andrea? Uh, nothing, nothing at all. You, you, you listen to Andrea, you know. Do what she says. See what she says about everything and yeah. you listen to it and you smile and you know you support andrea she's a good friend mm-hmm. yeah it's true yeah and bob guinea he's a good guy gosh he is oh, yeah. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you support andrea but yeah you, but you know i thought about andrea too i'm like well do i have to kick andrea to the curb i'm like no that's why brenda's here so it worked out perfect <laughs> well there's somebody for everyone <laughs> <laughs> yes you're like she's leaving in two seasons after this so okay yeah yeah you know yeah, perfect. Team Brandon, we already clarified that. Uh, did you ever have yes. like a favorite episode or like favorite season even? I mean, episodes really hard to narrow down when there were that many, but like, what was your favorite season? You know, I kind of liked the later, like I, I actually really loved the the reboot that came along years later, you know, when everyone was kind of, when it was a little more modern, you know, and a little more of that. Like, I really loved the- You the, mean the one with the youngsters? No, no, I actually didn't watch that one. I mean, like the, the towards the end of the run when you guys were all going off to college and all that kind of stuff. That was where I really felt like I thought because I didn't think a lot of shows did that. A lot of shows didn't seem to be able to make the transition for that kind of movement and age. We both leaned in. We were very close to um, kicking you to the curb, Bob, because we didn't yeah. know what you were referring to. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. just kidding. And it wasn't that wasn't a reboot. That wasn't that was the same show. Uh, I think he saved himself here, Jen, when he saw our faces. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to see your face. He's good. He's you know what's good. weird? I didn't. I mean, there was a period where I think I I may have. I hate to say it, but I think I may have fallen off as a viewer. But then I came back. I knew it. I could tell on your face when you answer yeah. that question. Okay, we're glad you're being honest. Yeah, I loved. I love Steve too. Like I always thought Steve. I think maybe it's because I got to know Ian in real life years later and I just like him so much. So it was kind of like one of those things where I was like, oh man, I really liked Steve's character back then too. Mm -hmm. I would have liked to see more Steve. And I feel like Steve was more a part of the show as the cast got older. Mm -hmm. You know, like he wasn't Mm -hmm. really a huge part of the show when everyone was younger. So, right. I mean, still in this season one and season two, though, but when he does come on screen, it like lights it up and makes you excited to be watching it. There's something really enigmatic about him. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing you guys dance in this episode. I know, Brent, uh, <sighs> Dylan. No, what is his name? Steve. <laughs> Steve and <laughs> Kelly. I love their friendship now that they've gotten I, past, uh, like, the will they, won't they. Now they're yeah. just friends, and I like that. That was kind of cute. You, your exchange with that, you're like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, just <laughs> so over it. How did you dress <laughs> in the 90s, Bob? Terribly. How, if you had to liken your fashion style to any of the characters, what, who would it be? Honestly, probably, probably mostly like Steve, I would guess. I mean, my mom, Whoa, so, you know, my mom was someone who dressed me kind of preppy. And I say dressed me because that is really the truth. Like I would Until wake up in the age? morning. Uh, 49. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mom would lay out clothes for my sister and I, my sister would rebel against all of them. And I would generally mix and match uh, something. 
because I just didn't care and I was lazy. And so, you know, she would like iron slacks or oh, pants, you know. Wow, what a good mom. Lay out shirts. And I would go through and I'd be like, I'm going to wear that sweater, this shirt, those pants, you know. To what age? Honestly, what age? Uh, 16, probably. <laughs> oh my God. I'm dropping the ball then because I used to do that, but I, I stopped. Is it? Yeah. You, and you, uh, uh, when's yeah. the last time you ironed something? <laughs> uh, that would be never. <laughs> yeah. I'm a dry clean king. I don't, I don't iron anything. Yeah. No, I was asking you, Tori, <laughs> when's the last <laughs> time you ironed something? Uh, last, uh, that I had something ironed for me. Probably no, no, no. when you, I said, you did it in Vancouver for probably, me. Yeah. I, you guys have a secret love. I love to iron clothes. She does. I just did it. That's a good thing. A few days ago, I, I was such, I felt like so domesticated. I ironed my husband's shirts. Oh, that's oh nice. Gosh. Yeah. She's great with all of that stuff. That is super nice. And he didn't notice. So I literally took them out of the closet and I was like, hey, dude, look at these. Look how nice they look. How they get that way. I don't know. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> and then what did he say? Oh yeah, thanks, babe. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> something you gotta you gotta give a call out on right away if you want that activity to continue. Yeah, I'm done. No, I'm, I'm never doing it again. Yeah, oh. you gotta pay special attention to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or yep. if you want something ironed, you can just send it to me, and I will gladly iron it. I mean, start doing that. Yeah, I'm gonna open up a dry cleaning business. <laughs> <laughs> Save money on dry cleaning. Just ship it to you. <laughs> Like starts, oh, please. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Imagine like a knock at your door and it's Jen picking up your dry cleaning. <laughs> Hi. She's like, you'll have it back by tomorrow. <laughs> Any stains I need to know about? <laughs> yeah. Any odd stains? <laughs> yeah. Anything I should know? Any buttons need replaced? What's this? <laughs> so, nope. we, uh, so much fun having you on our show. What's next for you? Like, what do you have in the hopper? What are you doing with your life today, tomorrow? You know, um, it's kind of weird. It's like, it's a weird time for me right now. Like I, I think um, I do more of the live stuff now mm -hmm. than I do uh, the television stuff. Live so, like what? Like, you know, uh, post COVID, I wasn't really doing anything during COVID except, uh, you know, a lot of, um, you know, uh, basically like doing virtual appearances for the Today Show and stuff. They still mm -hmm. had my segment, which was nice, but yeah. it was much different and much less fun to be honest, yeah. you know, cause I wasn't in New York just mm -hmm. hamming it up and having mm -hmm. a good time. But, um, so I started doing like a much, a bunch more of the live stuff. Like, uh, they just brought back, um, deal or no deal, which is, um, it's a live touring show of deal or no deal. And Fun. they asked me to host it. And I was at first kind of like, no, because I didn't want to be away from my kids. And then, um, then I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll do it if it's occasional, you know? And so, it started off for this, this, this year, it's basically like a weekend here, a weekend there. And it's been a lot of fun actually. And so I've been enjoying that just to kind of get my creative juices flowing again. Cause I, during COVID, I really didn't do much of mm -hmm. anything. So it's nice to be back. So you something. travel to different cities and do it. Yeah. Yeah. They have, um, you know, and I'm, I'm vaccinated and stuff and, um, you know, I worry about that kind of stuff still. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I still, you know, I'm always kind of like, how about everyone wears a mask? Though? You know, let's just do that. <laughs> How about you stay over there and I'll stay over yeah. here. <laughs> We're not going to do the hugging deal or no deal. We're going to do the, you know, the kind of nicely uh, distanced from one another, socially distanced deal or no deal. But it's been fun just to get out there and actually do some stuff again and do some corporate things. And, you know, um, I guess that's probably been more or less what I've been doing. Um, Will you be coming to L.A.? 
yeah. With Dale or no I'm supposed to. I was just in LA last week. And then um, I don't know when the show comes there, but it's supposed to come there soon. I know it's there in December at some point. That's so cool. So. Jen's a huge um, game show fan. My God, you read my mind. I, am too. I, I, mm-hmm. I just got yeah. starstruck for a second thinking yeah. he's a game show host. <laughs> you know, my favorite job, this is so embarrassing to admit, but it really is the truth, was when um, I did a the game show network and I did a thing on there called GSN Live. I did it for like four years. And it was so fun because I got to hang out with like Betty White and oh. all these people that were just legends back in the day, you know, obviously as an actress as well, but her game show stuff is what just blew me away. You know, I loved her from all that and how witty she was and and still is. And, you know, so it was just one of those things. And, and I loved the job for that reason, because I'm a total game show nerd also. And <laughs> I just love it, you know, so I got to, ch- you know, talk Bob Eubanks one day. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh my God, Bob Eubanks. Yeah. That's so cool. Did you, did you know a guy named um, Brian Scott, one of the executives at GSN? Did you remember? I did. I I know the name for sure. I can't put a face with the name right now, but I do remember that name. Oh, he's one of my nearest and dearest friends. Now he's like running GSN. So super jealous. Oh, he's running it now? That's, that must be, I, I definitely, I remember that name and I remember thinking, because it was kind of interesting. We were the little show that could, you know, there was no way to actually tell because it was all interstitially programmed. So that our show Mm -hmm. would come on in between shows i never give, saw like, that viewers oh my god it was super fun but there was no way to really tell if people liked it or not you know hmm. until people started responding when we were gone then yeah. they're like bring it back i know i must have missed that i mean i have gsn on in my house just just <laughs> for background noise people come sure. over and i'm like an, a 90 year old woman with my game shows turned up real loud <laughs> yeah i'm the same way it's a true story creaming her elbows yeah yeah um <laughs> I just got to jump in here. You guys have so much in common. I'm just saying in an alternate universe, in a different lifetime, uh, you guys would have been perfect for each other. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. I'm uh, just you know, saying. She probably would have brought out a little of the inner bad boy in me. I would have tried. <laughs> I would have tried. <laughs> Definitely. Thank well. you so much for being on our little Thank podcast you. today, Bob. I love it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It was great seeing you again, Tori. Great Good meeting you, Jenny. You. you too. And, um, I, I hope uh, I hope you guys don't mind. I keep listening and maybe I'll even do some comments if I can figure out how to make that work. I'm terrible Please. with technology. Yes. So. <laughs> Give us some notes. We get a lot of comments yeah. <laughs> about how we should do things differently. Yeah, and we yeah. do need five stars. We need five stars from you, Bob. <laughs> oh, no question. Uh, you're getting it. You're absolutely getting uh-huh. it. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Thanks well, for no- having me. I appreciate it. Don't leave just Bye, yet. Ladies. Wait, don't leave. Oh, okay. Why not? You want to talk to him? No, we got to tell everyone see next week. We got, okay, yeah. Yeah, we got, we have, uh, well, he doesn't have homework because he's not going to be here next week. Well, can you just stay? Sure. Because you're cute. Sure. We like having oh, you around. So next, uh, next episode is season two, episode 25, Meeting Mr. Pony. Hmm. Yeah. What do you I'm think that's going to be about? Sure. If that's appropriate, yeah. but. Hmm. <gasps> oh my god <laughs> wait what do you know who mr pony is because no, i have a whole I don't different ra- we haven't seen it yet i i wasn't even thinking that till you said it but now i'm laughing it sounds like something because sexual it does you got her all hot and bothered bob and now she went to that place mr pony is she there she doesn't go there often and you made it happen so next week thank we're gonna you. meet somebody's mr pony i don't know <laughs> Not going to be you, but somebody's going to introduce us. We can't wait. (laughs) 
Tell Mr. Pony hello for me. Will do. All We're right. on it. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> thanks for listening. Mwah. Hey, guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.